0: guys and thank you so much for opening your pulpit. I know it's a big thing to open up your 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 space where God has given you a stewardship over to someone and so we appreciate it so much. Love you. Man, I'm loving your kids. Loving your loving your your married in-laws. Loving them all just like just mm. just loving them all just like Sorry, I I just just man it's like, hallelujah, I don't even know how to fix my iPad, I'm thinking about. It's like, goodness gracious. Um, God has blessed us. I have my, my two boys here. Uh, Tristan is my oldest and Yosef. And then Sophia's in there tearing up the other room. Uh, you, you will know that she is the whirlwind that's happening over there. And uh, it's a privilege to be here with you. I don't miss a lot of Sundays from my church. Uh, it's very much like you, this church here, uh, full of the energy and, and the commission of God. And so I, I don't like to leave. I like to stay home. But man, I tell you what, if I'm going to go somewhere, I'd come here. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is fun, man. And I, I, there's very, I, you know, we have uh, a worship conference every year. I'll tell you a little bit more about that. We have a worship conference every year. And... and um, I turned to my wife. I said, you know, I'd, I'd really love to get Seth and the team over to to that worship conference this year. Uh, it, is, it is the very thing that kicked over into our revival of worship that's in now. It just locked us in. And so you guys carry the DNA of what God's doing. Whew. Very excited about it. So um, and that's my invitation. <laughs> Without asking... But we'll we'll work it out. Everybody else will be okay with it. Um, (laughs) We have have some some jump drives back there. This one is sheep in wolves' clothing. Um, It's a series I did on, on soul winning and how God wants us to be sheep in wolves' clothing. I thought it was interesting when I read the scripture that God sends us into a den of wolves like sheep. You know, wolves eat sheep. What are you trying to tell us, God? <laughs> and so I do a, a, a teaching on being a sheep in wolf clothing. Um, one of the things that God promised, <laughs> one of the things God promised us in in the uh, in the book of uh, Joel chapter two is that He would pour out His Spirit. We see that outpouring in the book of Acts. I did a, a series on the substance of heaven. And the second, the second substance of heaven was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The first substance was that he was going to visit the earth with such prosperity so that we can actually fulfill what he's telling us to do. And so that's the, this is called the substance of heaven, Joel, Church, Joel 2 Church. And these are drop cards. I, I heard that some people are asking what these are. These are drop cards, and you can download um, the series there. I did a series on fame. Uh, we work with people, and one of the things that we do in our our school of ministry is we are filmmakers. And so that's one of our tracks is learning how to make films. And so God told us, he said, you need to prepare a generation to be famous and that they would know how to be famous well and wouldn't be afraid of walking in their fame and walking in my glory. So I did a series called uh, Influencing a Solomon Generation, Fame. So that's out there back there. I want to talk to you today about sovereign. Sovereign, I know. That's the response I get when I talk about sovereign. Mm. I could have stayed in bed if you were talking about sovereignty. (laughs) You know, sovereignty is not something that we talk about in the charismatic Pentecostal um, realm. It's usually reserved to the evangelical. Uh, sensational, dispensational um, environments. And so when God spoke to me this year about what to anticipate for the year of the Lord 2016, um, usually I, I start praying somewhere around November, October, November, and I start listening for what the word of the Lord is in for 2016. Uh, last year, the, the word of the Lord for us was, uh, make me king. The Lord wanted to be king, not just Savior. But to be king, the ruler of all things. And so we worked hard, and then when he told us to do daily services, we, we then were able to put that to the test <laughs> whether or not he was king. Uh, this year, as we were praying, I heard words like joy. I, I know that some of you heard those words. I heard words like joy, heard words like um, great grace these things, but they, they still weren't the word of the Lord. And then when I got on the, it was the December 31st, we preached the word of the Lord every December 31st. And, and he said, the word of the Lord for this year, this is what I want you to tell the people is to prepare for my sovereign move, a sovereign move of God. And which kind of caught me off guard because I'm thinking, well, do we, sovereignty, you know, we have an issue there. And, uh, you know, sovereign God is a sovereign God. I mean, no. Oh, God is sovereign. He is sovereign in His power and His ability. And someone says to me, "Is He? Is He? Is he, Is God is in control of everything?" Well, I said, "No. God's not in control of everything, but He is sovereign." Now, this is this is the cake. This is the difference. You know, you, I don't. I had a green shake this morning, and I didn't have that because God told me to. And God didn't make me have a green shake. So he didn't he didn't he wasn't in control of what I put in my body this morning. But he is in control of everything. And him being in control of everything, he has has this ability to delegate sovereign. Sovereign is a position that a person has completely sovereign, that he is he is complete in absolute authority. There is nobody that has more authority, more power, and more might than him. But when every king and every queen is anointed, they are anointed under the sovereign hand of God, and they become God's active sovereignty in the earth. You guys understand? So when they are anointed as king, the crown is going on their head. It's being declared that you are God's sovereignty. You understand? There's God who's sovereign, and then there's God who delegates some sovereignty. One of the things that we know about God is he loves to delegate. He delegates. He loves to empower us with what he is. And so when we what we have what we've ran into as 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 Christians, and maybe you never even heard any of these words, but if you I'm going to talk a little bit about kingdom and kings and queens, and so you'll get you'll get the picture there. But you have to understand what God does is He 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 says, I rule the whole world, and I'm now going to empower people to rule with me. You understand? I'm going to empower people to rule with me. And that's where sovereign, that's where sovereign, the sovereign God begins to manifest his sovereignty by giving us the empowerment to rule with him. The Bible is very clear with this. And I want to show you this picture of God's sovereignty in in action. Joshua chapter 10, verse 5. Therefore, now this is important because God says, I'm going to release to you a sovereign move, a sovereign move. Joshua chapter 10, verse 5 it says, therefore, the king, five kings of the Amorites. Now, I want you to really, we're not going to spend a lot of time on these five kings, but I want you to notice that there's five kings coming up against this, 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 uh, this place of Gi- uh, Gibeon. And Gibeon is a part of Israel, and, and these five kings are coming up against them. And as uh, these five kings are coming, Gibeon sent to Joshua at the camp in verse 6 and says... At Gilgal, Someone say Gilgal for me. Gil-gal. Now, Gilgal is a very imp- important place because Gilgal is where uh, the, they went from one place uh, and they crossed the River Jordan. And when they crossed the River Jordan, they came to a place called Gilgal. They went from a place of the flesh called Shikim, crossed the River Jordan to a place called Gilgal. And Gilgal means where your past was rolled away, where your sins were rolled away. I want you to know that God wants you to know that the beginning of all sovereignty is him coming and superseding all the things you did in your past. Your sins have been rolled away your past is forgiven. The things that you couldn't do, you couldn't, you couldn't work perfect enough, you couldn't be perfect enough. So God says, I'm going to show my sovereign power by coming into your life and rolling away all of your past by one act of saying, forgive me. Activity, what an activity just to say, forgive me, God. And he goes, okay, it's all rolled away. This is where Joshua is staging his battle from. He's staging his battle. And I want you to know that if you're going to win in life, you got to stage your battle from, I am forgiven. If you're going to win, you're going to overcome past, you're going to overcome generational problems, you're going to overcome circumstances in your city, you're going to overcome circumstances in your life, your body. You have to stage it from this place. This is where the battle starts. I am already forgiven. This is not coming against me because I'm a bad person or because these things, you may have done bad things, but God is so good that when he forgives, he forgives. Oh, isn't that wonderful that this year you're stepping into the sovereignty of God and allowing him to forgive you? You got to allow him to forgive you. You got to allow him to make you new. That's the sovereignty of God. When we embrace the sovereignty of God, we realize maybe I don't deserve it. See, sovereignty's always been about you're bad and he picks who he wants to be good to, but I'm telling you, he's good to everybody. That's how sovereign he is. <laughs> wow. right. And so Gibeon has called out for Joshua to come and help, and, and and so Joshua stages his battle. He he has his campground in the place of forgiveness. Can you camp out there? Can you set up your tents? Can I talk to someone here? Can can you set up your tents in Gilgal where my sins have been rolled away, where my past has been rolled away, where the past is removed? If I can stage there, then everything else is up from there. So if you look at what it says here, it says from that place, and in so 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 it's in verse 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 six, it says, "In he said they say, do not forsake your servants. Come quickly to us, save us, and help us. For all the kings of the Amorites who dwell in the mountains have gathered together against us." In verse seven, it shows what it feels like to move from Gilgal. It says, "Joshua ascended from Gilgal." When you go from the forgiveness is the lowest point. You will your sins being rolled away is the lowest point. It's not the high, it's not the peak, it's where things start. And he says, I'm going to ascend. And God wants you to ascend from your sins being rolled away. He wants you to ascend from your past. You understand? That don't we've made forgiveness the end all. But forgiveness is the beginning. He says, and Joshua ascended from Gilgal, and he and all the people of war with him and all the mighty men of valor. That's where you become a warrior is when you know you're already forgiven. You become a warrior when you know you're forgiven. That you're not plagued in the middle of the night with your conscience fighting you of the things that you did and the things that you didn't do. That's where the enemy loves to play with us, is that we have these, these, this sin consciousness. We're conscious of where we failed and conscious of where we didn't hit the mark and conscious of how things didn't work out. And we wake up in these, this realm of being conscious of that. But if you realize that you've already won that battle because God won it for you, then your war is not with yourself. And your war is not even with, God, do you love me? Are you mad at me? Are you okay with me? Most Christians spend their time rolling around in this, are you okay with me world? And God wants us past, are you okay with me? I was okay with you before I sent my son. I sent him because I loved you. I didn't love you after I sent him. I sent him in love with you. I remember I was dealing with sin consciousness and the Lord said, Tracy, after... You know, if I really wanted to hurt you or kill you, I would have killed you before you got (laughs) 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 saved. You know, now that you're actually doing well, and you're doing your best in me, and you're you're believing, you're holding on in faith, and you're reading your Bible, and you may miss it every once in a while, but but I'm telling you, if I wanted to kill you, I would have killed you when you were a knucklehead, not someone who had me living inside of you. Why would I come and live inside of you and then blow you up? I want you to know if you will be. If you will be forgiven, the Lord didn't say, go and preach the gospel and ask them if they want to be forgiven. He says, go and tell them they are forgiven. If you will be forgiven, you choose it. Choose to be forgiven. When you choose to be forgiven, then you will realize that the sovereignty of God has made you into a warrior, a mighty man, and a mighty woman of valor. And then no matter what rises up against you, no matter what stands in front of you, you're able to handle it because might is a thing that comes from sovereignty. You're forgiven, you're handed the empowerment to move forward. Joshua came up. Joshua was, was, was fighting for a, 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 a city that was bigger than he and had more warriors than he. But because he knew, his past was rolled away. You know what, what keeps you from going into your next level is what you did last year, last whatever. Your past is what reminds you that you can't do it. If you didn't have a past, what could you do? Wow. If you didn't have any of those references of the failures and the, when you didn't make it to the, to the you know, cheerleading squad, <laughs> if you didn't have any of those references, what, what, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, could, could you imagine what you would do if you didn't know that you could fail? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And when you go to Gilgal and you start everything you do from, I'm forgiven, then you forget the sting and the taste of failure. That's true. Come on. And you become a warrior. And so he goes up and, and look at verse 9. This is so fun. Uh, verse 9 says, "Therefore, uh, Joshua, therefore, came upon them suddenly. It was the, what you opened up. You said, there's going to be some suddenlies this weekend. That's what you said. There's going to be some suddenlies this weekend. You know what I love is that he came upon the enemy suddenly. The enemy's always trying to come on us suddenly. When he underestimates you, you're going to be standing up in front of him going, hey, here I am. What you going to say? You're going to be suddenly in the face of your enemy. Amen. Amen. That's what a miracle is, that suddenly when he thought he had you and suddenly you're free. When he thought he was going to kill you and suddenly you're delivered. When he thought he had your family broken up and suddenly it wasn't broken up. Ah, this is the night, the day. I don't know what day or night, night and day. This is the day of salvation that God is going to release to you the power to move quicker than your enemy thinks you can. Suddenly he found himself and he marched all night from Gilgal. Verse 10, it says, so the Lord routed them before Israel, killed them with a great slaughter at Gibeon, and chased them all along the road that goes to Beth Horan. And this is interesting. Beth Horan means the house of, of, the, of the hollow, of the empty. He chases them. You're going to have to chase your enemy to where you think you're empty. Because God's sovereignty, when you feel like you don't have anything to offer, that's when God's sovereignty comes and it looks like grace. And you're able to do what you didn't think you could do. And you're able to manifest what you didn't think you could manifest. And he struck them down as far as Assek and, and, and Makeda. In verse 11, and it happened as they fled before Israel and were on the descent of... Now, it's, it's, it's interesting. When you are going down, you're going, you're going down to something that's beneath you. When you're going from Gilgal, you're rising up to a war that's above you, and you're going to overcome. And then you're going down to Beth Horan. Beth Horan is beneath you. What you think is empty in your life is beneath you. It's a descent to Beth You see that? Now watch, this is fun. God wants you to know that we look at things that are empty and things that aren't working and things that aren't just coming together, and we think that they're so big and they're so massive and so above us, but it's beneath you. What hasn't happened yet is not happened, not because you are beneath it. You still are gaining your understanding of your ability to war, your ability to be forgiven. Your ability to be past something. And then you'll handle what is empty. That the Lord cast down large hailstones. This is, this is, this is beautiful. Can I stop here for a second? Now, remember, I'm, I, like the, I like movies. We are, in, we are a movie-making church, and, and so I do, do things in my head. Okay? So here's here's Joshua. He's going to the battle and the Bible says that, we read it here, and God routed his enemies in front of him. Some of you are thinking, why am I having so many enemies and so many problems and so many obstacles and so many things showing up? Because God is routing your enemy right in front of you. Why is God routing your enemy in front of you? So, so here's here's Joshua. He pulls out his sword. Next. 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 And he's just, God's just routing. God's not bringing these enemies in front of you, or these enemies are not in front of you on their own accord. They're in front of you because you're ordained to take them down. You were ordained to take them out of your family. You were ordained to remove them out of your city. These things didn't show up in your life. You showed up in their lives. That problem you're dealing with is not in front of you because you are its victim. It's your victim. That's why God gave us his sword, his word so that when something stands in front of me, all I have to do is put out the word. It is written, thus saith the Lord. God has spoken. Oh, he will overcome. I don't need to do anything but just stick out his word. He's going to be the one routing the enemy. And if I see them and I get nervous, then I think that I am not forgiven. But if I'm forgiven... I stand boldly in front of that enemy, knowing that he is beneath me, and I'm about to receive some breakthrough that has been running from me and my family in my city for a long time. This is the sovereignty. Are you hearing? God wants to empower you with his word, empower you with his spirit. I, I, I had this revelation. I thought to myself, okay, I have his word. I have his blood. I have his name. I have his presence. I have his joy. I have his dunamis. Uh, I have. I have. And I mean, what else do I need to be victorious? I mean, he gave me so much, and I'm still a victim. How can I still be a victim with like a if I if if I were in the special forces or some kind of secret agency? And you came to my house, I pushed that button, and, and you see all my weaponry just right up there? The name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the, 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 the baptism of God. And, and and the power of the holy spirit and the, the nine gifts of the spirit and the seven right empowerments of of the of of your giftings and and we go through and we can say the and the, the the seven spirits of god that are in Isaiah 11 I mean we can just keep on going how what which one do I want to use today faith that moves a mountain grace that helps me stand in a place that I don't belong in I mean, I can. I mean, when you look at the arsenal that you have, you are not a victim. That's, no. that's right. That's right. You're an assassin. You're the most dangerous thing there is walking. You're the most dangerous thing there is. Can I just talk to you for a second? You're the most dangerous thing. In the New Testament, we don't have time to do it in this service, but in the New Testament, the word sovereignty come is the same word that's the family, same family as the word dunamis, which is the word we know as dynamite or, 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 or um, explosive dynamo power, self-existing power. It's the same word as sovereignty. It's the same word as might. When God says, I'm giving you dunamis, he says, I'm empowering you with my sovereign ability. Right. That's good. We also know that word in the, new, in, in the modern language, it would be words that we would talk about dynasty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's dunasty in, in the Greek, but it would be the dynasty. God has empowered you to keep his dynasty functioning. That's right. That's so okay, so pick which weapon you want. Whichever one you work with. You are a berserker? I mean, whatever your thing is. You, you, gotta, you gotta find out your, but you have so much working. You just need to choose which one you're gonna work. And if you're like me, you want them all. I mean, you got like a Batman kind of utility belt with blood, with the anointing oil, with the holy water. I'm gonna come on, you got it it all. You're like, which one you want today, right? It's like. So here here we are, we're just using the word. Just using the word. Just using the word. You're saying when I say God's word, or I say prophecies that have been spoken over my life at enemies or circumstances that are in front of me, that's manifesting God's sovereignty? Yes. Just use the word. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the hope. I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. And by no means shall anything hurt you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he's anointing me to preach the gospel to the poor and heal the brokenhearted and preach deliverance to those that are captive and recover his sight. I mean, you're just dropping enemies the whole time. Anyone got a little bit of a word in you? I mean, you can have a dagger, a little bug knife. I, I guarantee in this region, I guarantee in this region... You guys have some knives. Hold the end of that for me. I guarantee that you guys have some, some knives going on around here. I told you, I, I, sometimes I don't bring this part of my mind out, but it's there. Okay, so so he's just, and all of a sudden they hear this sound—the sound. You ready? The sound. <laughs> 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 And they look back behind them, and they see a big hand out of heaven going. <sniffs> the Bible told us right there that God, as they were slaying yes. with the sword, God said, you guys are having way too much fun. <laughs> oh, Gabriel, you know the hailstone? That, give me that one. Yeah, that one, that one. Okay, watch this. Which one should I get, guys? get that one. And the Bible says that God started throwing hailstones out of heaven, hitting the enemy because God loves to partner with sovereignty. I mean, can you imagine all of a sudden you're like, when, you, when this started happening, all of the enemies started running away. Joshua could just go, Poof. that one, God. <laughs> what about that one? <laughs> I mean, listen, God is throwing hailstones. It said that all of the enemies died. All of the enemies that were running, he took care of them all, didn't let one of them. Can I tell you how God's going to exhaust your enemies in this season? He's going to take care of every single thing that has been tormenting you, that has been overwhelming you, that has been trying to get you to obsess. This is more of an encouraging part than, than that. But I want you to know he's going to come. And I love this because it says that he was just destroying enemies. I thought to myself, if I got hit with a hailstone from the hand of God... Who could live? If you got hit with cotton candy thrown by God, you would die. Yeah. So, so good. I mean, it's... It, are you going to pray for me? you got to pray for me? It's just right up here. It's just that stuff happens. And it says in verse 11, and there were more who died from the hailstones than the children of Israel killed. That the children of Israel killed with the sword. You know when God started throwing those hailstones? He started throwing those hailstones at a place called Beth Horan, where you feel like you're empty. You have nothing else to add to this. That's when God gets involved. He empowers you to a certain point, and you're doing whatever you can with that empowerment. But there's a point you're going, God, this seems just like a lot. And I'm at this place that is called hollow. And and, and I don't know if I can add anything else. That's when God says, I have stuff reserved for when your strength gives up. I love this because Joshua... Joshua recognizes the moment. One of the things that we need to learn to do is recognize when favor is working with us. When When you're in your moment of favor, don't just think, oh, wow, things are just happening. This is cool. No, when you're in your moment of favor, you need to recognize it. How many of you would agree with that? when when doors are opening when things are clicking when they, they always say you know good things come they say bad things comes in threes, but I found that good things come with threes as well some a good offer an offer comes and well don't you may not take the first one because there's going to be some others you have to have an expectation that if this is working for me man what else is coming my way you have to know your moment of favor there's always a moment of favor so Joshua's in his moment of favor. He sees that now God's sovereign hand is throwing from heaven and he's just heaving these stones down and these hailstones are taking out the enemy and he's seeing his enemies completely wiped out. So he gets so bold. He says, I don't want to stop this fight. Mm-hmm. And he starts to say, I didn't, this is what I think he's, this one, I, can I take you back to my brain again? Yeah. I'll be modest with it, okay? It won't take you all the way, but. I'm, I'm thinking that jo- Joshua's like using the sword and he's doing all that he can. He's like, what else do I have? He doesn't know any other arsenal. All of a sudden, God goes, oh, I got more, son. He starts heaving these. And then all of a sudden, Joshua goes, oh, we can get heaven involved? Son, stand still. Moon, don't you leave your place. When you start to see God doing miracles, speak up boldly. When you see God starting to do miracles for someone else, you need to shout boldly to what you want to happen. Don't stay silent when you see God heal someone else. You see God heal someone else, say, this is my moment. Sickness leaves over there. You say to whatever has been going on in your body, go. And you, you now tap into that same sovereignty. You understand what I'm saying to you? He took, he took the war to another level. He took it off of the ground, out of the earth and moved it into the heavens. When you see God moving, don't just sit there and watch him move. He likes partnership. No one had ever done that before. No one had ever said from their imagination, I can say something now, and the sun is going to stop. Maybe when God is showing you that he's sovereign, he's trying to kick you into another level of your curiosity, another level of your imagination, and he's trying to see if you will be activated to say something that seems impossible. You guys all right? Yeah sun stand still moon don't you dare move and the bible says until they had finished having revenge are you guys ready for revenge and yes. uh, you guys aren't i'm ready for revenge i mean for the things that he's been doing in my family my life my city oh no uh uh-uh. uh we're forgiven we start from a place that's called favored, yeah. forgiven. Yeah. I'm, are you ready? Yeah. I mean, the things that he's someone—he's done some 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 severe things to your family. There's people who have been molested in this room. Are you ready for revenge? Not on a person, but on an enemy, yeah. on on the devil. Right. On, are you, is there anyone in this room? I got four minutes, guys. I don't got a lot of time here to try to work this sin to you. I need someone that is saying, you know what? I'm tired of the way he's been treating me. I'm tired of how he's been moving in my city. I'm tired. This is not too early in the morning for you to get a little riled up. I'm tired of how he's been messing with my finances. I'm tired of being in pain. I'm tired of being in debt. I'm tired of having this fear. This is a year of God's sovereign move. And when I see God throwing hail, I'm going to get involved by speaking as if I am under the hand of God and I'm a child of God. Are you Looking for revenge. Yeah. God's looking to partner with those who are warriors in their spirit and say, I'm ready for revenge for what he did to my niece, for what he did to my nephew, for what he did to my life, what he did to that job, what he, the rumors he started about me. I'm ready for revenge and I'm going to. See revenge, even if it takes stopping the sun. Even if it takes the whole world being suspended for my little circumstance. Can you imagine what was going on in America that day? <laughs> Is it ever going to go to we got go to bed) Can you imagine for one person's mess, the whole world just sat there going, "Can I clock out?" Do I get overtime? The clocks are stopping here. But I know time's ticking. Can you imagine? Are you ready for revenge? After there was a complete slaying of every person except for the five kings, Joshua, in the midst of the battle, said, I'm not going to. He heard that the kings had been hiding in a cave. He rolled a stone, had the stone rolled over the mouth of the cave. And he said, Listen, we're going to come back and get our revenge on them, but we're going to take revenge on everything that's been attacking us from this, and then we're going to come back. And he went back, opened up the cave drug out the five kings, drug them out, took the men. Can I, I just love how many men are in this church. Yeah. Nothing, nothing against you ladies, but I just love a church that has strong men. I just love a church. And women, you better love a church that has strong men. <laughs> he took the men and he says, come over here, men. And each one of you, come and put your, your foot against the neck. He says, "This is what's going to happen to any other enemy that tries to stand up against you." Oh, not only is he secure in that victory, but anything that comes up. <laughs> then he, he just, he, he just—I mean—he took it a little far. Then he says, "Hang him up, hung him, pull him down, chop their head, threw him in the cave, roll him back up." I'm like, dang! I'm like, wow! Amen. Can I pray for you to bring that you would have the power to overcome the five enemies in your life? You write them down tonight. You write them down today. Amen. Just lift your hand if you want to agree with me. You don't have to stand. Just lift your hand. Father, I thank you for your sovereign move over these five kings. I thank you that these kings are coming down today, that the war is at, is raging, but you're giving sovereign power over these enemies, and there's victory in the camp. I declare the sound of God getting involved, hail flying over our heads, bringing victory in the name of Jesus at our place that we think is hollow. I declare the blessing and the breakthrough on your life. I declare the hope of God on your life. I declare the victory of God on your life. And I say the most fruitful days of your life are ahead. Every seed that you've sown in the past, is going to manifest in this season. I declare victory in your home, victory in your body, victory in your mind, victory in your life. I declare it is finished. Come on, let's give the Lord a big clap and a shout.